going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with Cheesehead TV, back for another week of Carry the G and MKE. And back with me for another week of talking all things Packers is Camille Davis. Camille, how you doing? Happy Victory Monday. I'm great. Like you said, it is Victory Monday. There is nothing for me to complain about today, especially <laughs> when that week one victory comes over the Chicago Bears. Like, it's just... <laughs> extra sweet extra, I'm, i was gonna ask, like so yeah what's the vibe in milwaukee today i gotta think given everything you talked about last week how the bears fans do tend to live among you there in milwaukee at times uh how's it feeling around the mke it's quiet it's really quiet you know it's just of the offseason probably exactly a lot of you know green and gold and just mm. happiness in the streets of milwaukee here today because you know all the bear friends bear fans know they have to go to work today <laughs> and the Slack channels are going to be outrageous. The in-person trash talking is going to be outrageous. <laughs> I can't wait to get to Tech File tomorrow to record to see Ken and laugh in his bare fan face because there you go. I just don't understand what they thought this was. I, I really it is kind of fascinating to see how quickly, like during the game, all of that pomposity, all of that bravado, bravado, all the uh just the confidence, that real, seemingly real confidence that Bears fans had all offseason just absolutely evaporated as the game went on to the point where my favorite kind of non-football aspect of the broadcast yesterday was when they were talking early about Jordan Love's mother and where she was sitting. And they cut to her and there were a ton of, it was like Justin Fields got the ticket. So they were in a heavily bears fan laden section right the bears fans all around her and then they cut to her at towards like the end of the third quarter early fourth and they were all gone it was nothing but empty seats and jordan loves mom and her friends like i couldn't believe like they just took off like they couldn't handle it that's the best part because it was funny i stepped outside on our balcony for a moment during the game and i was watching it through the balcony right i'm outside and i'm watering the flowers and i'm looking in (laughs) And I see things are going downhill. It's in the third quarter. I'm like, things right. are going downhill for the Bears right now on offense. And I get a notification on my watch. And my husband texts me. who's He's in the couch, on the couch. And he's like, they're booing now. They're booing. Nice. So I ran nice. back in the house. I was like, wait, what? We're booing? <laughs> like, turn it up. Turn it up. I need to hear it louder. And then you see the video on Twitter, all the fans leaving. It's like, yep. turn it up. I oh, want it's more. so good. So you watched at home. You watched at home. You are surrounded by family. Is that is that your normal routine? You know, we don't we don't have a regular uh, you know rapport yet. So I got to know. I got. I, are you are you are you geared up? Are you in Packers gear? Are you, do you have a lot of people over? Is it just you and your husband? How how do you watch the game usually? It varies. So this week it was just me and my husband. I made sure to have on my Packer pajama pants at the very least while watching <laughs> this game. It was not, so. This is why this like first it. game was like. Let me just watch this. Me and the husband alone. So right. one NBA smart. came out That's this smart. weekend. So oh, I've been nice. spending a lot of time playing my video right. games, and I was like, when the game ends, it's back to the you know video game. So <laughs> I love to it. Kick people out. And then two, uh, we just finished our living room home stereo system, oh, and nice. I wanted to be able to experience football, regular season football. And full 5.1 sound and see what it felt oh, like and sounded like. And man. what a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I was going to say, could you hear like little pieces of audio from like the, the crowd that maybe like yes. you wouldn't normally? Like, I got to think that's got to be like an immersive experience. Absolutely. Like you hear the crowd behind you and then up front you hear the commentators and a little oh, bit more crowd. So it sounds cool. like you're 
in the stands as much as you can be while hearing commentary. It was That's it was fantastic. So cool. Um, what was your initial reaction to the game itself? Because I know as Packers fans, it's really hard to divorce the idea of there's the football game going on, right? Clearly, that's the whole reason we're all here. But then I kind of revel in the the Bears fans' misery, the rivalry, talking smack, all that. That's so like side salad to the main course, though. Like, what was your initial kind of reaction to the football game that was played? It was one of those things. So going into the game, you know, we know last two season openers for the Packers haven't been great. Uh, yeah. You know, the Saints two years ago, Vikings last year just didn't go the way we wanted it to. But then also right. knowing that, you know, the Matt LaFleur Packers are undefeated against the Bears. So I was like, hey, something's going to give in this particular <laughs> game here. And it gave the way I was definitely hoping. Mm. I had moments of frustration throughout the win, but I love having moments of frustration in a win because you're still able to celebrate and then go back and say, here's what we can improve on. Don't know why Aaron Jones went missing again. That's just, you know, for a while it was like, maybe it's Aaron Rodgers checking out of, you know, call right. on plays and going to passes. And it's like, well, he's gone and we're still not feeding Aaron Jones the ball. So that was the first thing when I was watching, like, what is happening? And then when we got back on that track in the third quarter, it's like, ah, doesn't it make sense to give the ball to Aaron? It's amazing how it just unlocks the offense, right? Every I mean, the time. idea that – and what's weird is it's so funny you say that because I was going back and re-watching it last night, and it's not like Aaron Jones wasn't out there at times right. throughout that stretch after the initial drive where they scored the touchdown. You're like, oh, how hard was that, right? But then they go, what, four or five series without scoring, and you're like – it's funny because they're, they're seemingly – leaning on A.J. Dillon on early downs. And then you see Aaron Jones kind of, you know, here and there on a third down or maybe a second and long inserted into like the passing game. But as a primary runner, they like you said, they didn't utilize him again until the first drive in the second half. And then lo and behold, they literally march right down the field and score another touchdown. So it, I understand like the idea of wanting to keep him fresh and, you know, uh, it's a long season, right. all of that. And there is some now if you're the Packers, you turn around and you look at the play where he got hurt on the touchdown and you think, well, see, this is why we are doing what why we're trying to limit him is because, you know, you never know when an injury is going to bite him or what have you. But, man, I just think it, it was frustrating in the moment where you actually have a recipe, you mm -hmm. know, that works and why you continuously go away from it seemingly on purpose is somewhat bewildering. Like it's really hard to fathom. Every time and again, it's like, oh, we're we're doing this again. Like when it's just like yeah, we had right. these conversations all last season where it's like again. Yeah. And then you still see some time management problems where you're like a little bit a little bit cleaner here. We need to be cleaner here. Some a lot of penalties, yeah. which you know, with a younger team, I expected the Packers yeah, to have that's more a good penalties. Point. Right. Yeah. So like that was part of the growing pains I expected, but it's still in the moment when you're watching it just like some of these, we don't have been like unnecessary uh, roughness penalties. Like those are the ones where you're like, we can, we can avoid that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, easily. Cause that's controllable, right? That's mm -hmm. not some, that's not a physical mistake, right? That's a mental one. And yeah. it, th those are the things that frustrate you. But like you said, it is a very young team. You do expect some of that, like the attendance stuff. I, speaking of like the, the idea that it's a young team, I loved Bakhtiari, his interview with The Athletic last week where he was talking about we're this team is like probably, and I'm paraphrasing here, but 
probably a little too dumb to know better that they're not supposed to be very good, right? And they're going to be wild. And they're going to make some mistakes, but they're going to be really, they are really talented and have a huge upside. And they're probably just going to be running around, uh, you know, with a lot of fervor, a lot of energy. On the flip side, it was like looking at the Bears, man. And I, I'm trying to set aside the, the fans here because we all know the fans talk smack and that's what they do. And it's, it's just they, it's their lot in life to be fans of a horrible franchise. But for the team itself, I saw the Bears really kind of snowball in on themselves as that game went on. And that started me thinking, And look, I know you can only play who you're scheduled to play, right? Like the Packers took care of business. Like they have to. Like they were scheduled to play the Bears. They beat the Bears. But as you watch that game, you're like, man, I think we just beat a pretty bad football team. And I understand it's week one. I understand I don't want to overreact. But I do – I think it's only natural if you're a Packers fan to say, okay, maybe temper it a little bit. Like have fun with the win, but man, how how good is this Bears team really? Because they did not look very good at all yesterday. If that is the case, I agree with you. The Bears did not look very good yesterday. But if they do turn out to be a bad football team, in fact, then what you want to see from your team is winning handily. And the Packers won by three three possessions. So like it's one of those things where it's like, yes, we saw the Packers had some problems throughout. Yes, the Bears may be bad. And if they are a bad team, then the Packers did what they're supposed to do as possibly a good team, which is right. taking care of this bad team and also making the game not close at all. Like it's it, yeah. it it blew open completely in the second half. And if they are yeah. a bad team, that's what you want to see. Like I saw Bears fans saying, like, oh well, of course, like this happened. Justin <laughs> Field was running for his life. We didn't have an right. offensive line. Then you see Packer fans who are like, nah, he just sucks. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I feel like that AT&T commercial, I think it was AT&T with the little girl, like, why right. not both? Like, <laughs> like, at this point, like, we don't, like, yes, the offensive line is 15, for sure. But on oh, the same token, man. when Justin Fields did have some time, uh, there yeah. were a lot of times where he made the wrong read. He just overthrew the ball. It just, it didn't look coherent uh, from him yes. on. So you can say maybe that's because he had pressure on him. And when he didn't have pressure, he was still feeling like he had some. Um, so he was acting right. erratically, but like when you looked at the quarterback play between Fields and Love, like you saw one quarterback that looked pretty poised in the situation, yes. whatever was happening around him, and the other looking frazzled. And again, if you want to argue offensive line, that's definitely a piece to it, but you can't also discount the fact that Fields was just making some bad plays also when he did have to throw the ball. Yeah, and, and it's it's tough if you're the Bears because you know, obviously Luke Getze seemed to unlock something towards the end of last year when they got, when they started leaning on his legs rather than his arm and, you know, decision-making in the passing game. But then you come into week one with all these expectations and all off season, right. you've been kind of retooling for this moment. And I think there's zero question in my mind that the ba the bears weren't maybe not expecting the Packers to be as dominant up front on defense as the Packers were because they they had no answer for what was pretty simplistic as far as what the Packers were doing. They were just dominant as far as the, they were running lots of stunts and it wasn't like they were exotic blitzes or anything like that, but the bears just couldn't hold up. And you know, I mean, once you're, once you're done up front, you can't operate as an offense. And I think more often than not, the, the Packers were just winning the battle on both sides yep. of the ball. You talk about Jordan love. Yeah. He had all day for the most part to go through his progressions and like, manipulate safeties with his eyes and be able to go through okay one two not there hit my check down mm -hmm. like he could operate on offense in a way justin fields couldn't uh i just think the packers i mean to my eyes 
they they whooped them up front for most Absolutely. of this game, and that was the key. Absolutely. Games are won in the trenches. We know that, like you said, and the Packers did so handily on both sides. Like the offensive line play was really good when it comes to pass protection. Like there were some shaky moments in run protection. And, yeah, the run game, the run game was, was a little up and down, no doubt. Yeah. So like, I get that, but Jordan Love had far more time, such a clean pocket to make his reads, make decisions, Mark far more so than what Justin Fields had on his side. And then when you look at the Packers defensive line going up against that Bears offensive line, like, it was it was a beast. Like Rashawn Gary was like, Woke, I'm back. Hello. It is time Seriously. to make my return. Kenny Clark, big boy. Like it was just Wyatt. Like it was just over and over and over, just relentless. Like Justin Fields, I think he was sacked with four times. Yeah. In this game. And it right. could have been double that. And it could have been more died. if like, he just did an amazing job of escaping yeah. things like that Jair blitz and things of that nature. Like, oh, there was one where Wyatt and Clark almost got yeah. him and he got away for a game. Like there were, yeah, to your point, they could they could have sacked him probably eight times. Uh, but yeah, they just they just dominated up front. And the idea that, you know, the Justin Fields piece aside, looking at Jordan Love, man, you know, stats don't say everything. They never do. There's always context, but 245 yards, three touchdowns, and a 123.2 passer rating right out of the gate. That's a pretty damn impressive debut. You know, and I know comparisons are always gonna be made to Rogers first start, and I get that, but to go on the road. And do that with being down Watson out of this game. You got Dobbs on a pitch count uh, and you're throwing to a bunch of rookies, a couple second year guys, and you're putting up those numbers and you're killing it. Here's the other key for Jordan. He killed it on third and fourth down. That's the piece. It wasn't like he was like, you know, rocket fired on first down, like easy play action passes. Although there were some of that, but Man, on third and fourth down, he was absolutely money. And that's got to be demoralizing if you're the Bears. And it's so encouraging if you're the Packers. He couldn't have said it better. And a lot of those third downs where he was making those conversions, like he had a few that were long where it's like, yeah, oh, boy. like right. might This be isn't a like a third and three. Right, right. Yeah. And it's like, OK, he I mentioned this in the offseason or in the preseason where it's like he doesn't seem to get phased Jordan Love. Like he always seems to be kind of poised together. He would start off slow and come back out and, you know, hit the touchdown and back out the game. So I kept saying, like, mm -hmm. man, I can't wait till week one to see him in Chicago in Soldier Field, which is a very hostile crowd for any quarterback to walk in, especially if you're wearing green and gold. <laughs> you know what that energy is from Bears fans. So for him to go down there. Stay poised. Like he wasn't perfect. There were some shot, you know, some shots he missed. There's some things sure. he can clean up. Absolutely. But without Watson, with Dobbs on the pitch count, like you mentioned, he still was able to complete passes to six different receivers. He was still able to, you know, get the ball moving. Pass protection was great. Like I said, he wasn't phased. He showed up in big, big moments. And he, the throws that he was making in those moments, like they were on point. The touchdown fade where it's just like, oh, my God. Like, oh. he just saw it. He's like, I'm giving my guy a chance. One v one Go after it. He went up and got oh, the it. Way, the way Dobbs high pointed that ball, too, was just Beautiful. incredible. It's just incredible. And that, to your point, uh, the uh, the stuff where there are even moments on some of those third downs where the pocket is collapsing. Like, it's good protection, but it's his – Lack of kind of flight or fight, you know, thing where mm -hmm. I think some young quarterbacks, lots of young quarterbacks, actually, you know, they feel that pressure. And maybe you saw that from Justin Fields a little bit yesterday where they feel that pressure. And all of a sudden it's like, OK, I got to go. Yep. I got to take off. I, I got to abandon whatever my read is like Jordan just stands in there. And maybe that ends up biting him at some point. Like there was one play in particular where 
I think it was Ngakwe, came around the edge and yeah. almost swiped the ball, but he got it off at big completion. So maybe at some point that comes and hits him hard. But man, the way he just seemingly has like ice in his veins when it comes to this pocket constricting all around him, but he's so focused and locked in and calm and just has the ability to deliver in those scenarios. That's so encouraging for, you know, the first start of the season again on the road. Yeah. It's funny hearing Matt after the game talk about towards the end of the first half when there was that really funky sequence right before they kicked the field goal. And apparently Jordan was miffed and upset at, at LaFleur because he didn't get the call in in time for them to try to get it off. And that's why they ended up. Cause I remember on watch party, Corey and I were like yelling, what the hell get the playoffs, right. like whatever. And it is kind of interesting, you know, the the old pinata, so to speak, about, oh, taking the play clock down and all these t- wasted timeouts. Well, that guy's, you know, here in New York now, and mm-hmm. hmm, there's one guy left behind from that operation, and seemingly the wasted timeouts and the clock management stuff is uh, still in the building. Uh, so maybe, maybe Matt LaFleur needs to come under some more scrutiny here because all of those aspects were at, uh, on display yesterday. I don't think they're telling tales out of school, especially with Matt admitting it. It's like, okay, maybe Matt needs to work on this operation a little bit more. Absolutely. And I noticed that, like, that was one of the first things I noticed where I was like, "Mm, 12 is gone. And we're still (laughs) having some of these same issues. They took a timeout in the first drive of the game again. Like, first drive of the game. You were starting early. If you were going based off old 2022-2021 Packer drinking rules, it was starting early. (laughs) (laughs) Starting early in this game. Boy. Gosh. I mean, it's true. And that's that's frustrating on the outside. But I understand, again, it's a very young crew all working together. You want to take that time out, make sure they're on the same page. Uh, On the flip side, as much as I, you know, talked all offseason about needing to see it, in a game that mattered. Well, this game mattered. This mm-hmm. game counts. And Joe Barry did a pretty damn good job. Like, there are still some frustrations on my end where, man, we see a lot of that really soft cover two yeah. shell kind of pre-snap look where guys are eight, nine yards off the line of scrimmage. But I tell you what, for this particular game against this offense, that seemingly worked really, really well as far as, and I think I talked about this in my post-game chat, the, the way this defense rallied to the ball and limited the yards after the catch was so noticeably better than it has been the last couple of years. And if you can get that consistently, I don't mind the playing off. I don't mind the getting up, letting them catch it maybe a little few yards down, but then you rally to the ball and you tackle and you don't let that mm-hmm. rupture into a big gain. I thought for the most part, that was noticeably better yesterday. Absolutely. And that's one of the big things that stood out to me. Um, same same general vicinity, what you're talking about. And it's like they didn't give up that many big or dynamic plays right. against the Bears. And as a Packer fan, you see Justin Fields, you see, oh, another mobile quarterback. And we know for years that the <laughs> Packers have struggled. <laughs> oh, yeah. Years. Oh. They've struggled against mobile quarterbacks. And we saw what Justin Fields did last season, like um, on Tech Foul. All around him. Yeah. Yeah. Our Bears fan, he was like, Justin Fields had a great fantasy season last year. But, like, can we see him actually have a good, like, quarterbacking season this year? And knowing what he can do with his legs, the Packers did a very good job of keeping him contained. Even the run game, like, yeah, each running back had, like, a one play where it was, like, oh, 11 they, yards, yep. 12 yep. yards. One or two. Yeah. But after that, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> they couldn't get too much going. And on addition to that, we talked a lot about all the different weapons 
you know, the Bears added to their offense this right. past offseason. They had a lot of money. They spent the money. They got DJ Moore <laughs> over there, you know, to, and help to help Chase Claypool fall mm-hmm. more in the depth chart of where he should be. And on Saturday right. or Sunday, they didn't do much. They had what two catches on four targets? Like yeah, all I mean, Moore came in one one drive. Moore came one drive. He had two targets on that drive. I think it was in the first quarter, and then. He, or maybe the start of the second quarter, and then he disappeared for the remainder of the game. I don't think Chase Claypool did anything other than get kind of blown up on that yep. one attempted block by Keyshawn Nixon, who I thought I thought Keyshawn had an up and down game, but yeah. he was so physical and good in the open field when it came to tackling. I thought in coverage, eh, some issues there, but you know, just uh, speaking of the physicality, just the physicality across the board. Yeah, between like Russell Douglas and Ooh. Darnell Savage, Savage. both came lay in the wood in a way that I was I'm not gonna say shocked but it was noticeable how like up for it they were in a way that I haven't seen especially from Savage uh so far uh, that was encouraging absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. And talking about guys who were, you know, shining like something else that stood out was the fact that a lot of these young guys the moment didn't seem too bright for them like The tackle that Lucas Van Ness had on fields when he was trying to escape, where he's like, like he thought he was just going to get away, but it's like, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Van Ness can move, caught him. You saw he get he got his first sack during that game as well. Carl Brooks got his first sack. Like, yep. Wyatt sacks, Forrest fumble, Quay Walker, that no for the touchdown. Yes. Beautiful. The man ran like seventy yards to go like thirty five yards, but it was beautiful. <laughs> It was beautiful. The man was oh, moving so good. and grooming. So good. I loved, I love seeing the young guys show up. And I know we talked last week about how there's just more depth on the defensive side, especially up yes. front. And no you doubt. saw it as like keeping guys fresh enough to be able to continuously go after it when they're rushing and when they're trying to, you know, put pressure on that quarterback. It's beautiful to see. And we saw flashes of that. And this defense, we've talked about, I don't want to be Charlie Brown with the football. I don't. <laughs> so, like, I'm not going to overreact to one good game. I was just going to say, yeah, uh, I think we're like halfway to the ball. We're, yes. we're, we've just started our run towards the football. I like. I to, have yet to believe that she's not going to pull it away yet. You got to. And I like to look at the season in chunks. So like right. with it not being 16 games, it's a little off now. I should go four game chunks and you kind of yep. take a look at where things are. But like, hey, one week down the result that you would hope to have came about and hopefully we don't have any really serious injuries coming out of this game. Um, and then we can go as Atlanta next week, I believe. Yep. Yep. And, and, gonna, and be go from that. gonna be a tough one. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, real, real quick, but we've talked offense. We talked defense. Remember last week we, we mentioned having to have a little faith in these, these youngsters on special teams. <sighs> How about Carlson nailing that 52 yarder at the end of the half looked like it would have been good from 70. My God, what a kick. And I'm, you know, I understand that's the job, right? That's why they brought him in. You're supposed to the expectation he's going to make that. But, man, it's been a long time since a 52-yarder wasn't an adventure in Green Bay, you know, where you were not kind of just maybe flipping a coin or holding your breath or whatever. Uh, he absolutely crushed that kick. And he looked good the rest of the time, too. I mean, that was a good yeah. debut performance for a kid who got a little heat this summer. Uh, he looked pretty good. Absolutely. We saw him, you know, the – Extra points were an adventure at some point during the season. He made all of those today. And like you mentioned that, I think it was a 50, 52 yarder field goal. Yeah. Like it could have been good from, you could back that up 10, maybe another 20 yards. And it was like, at least the leg power 
that he has is one of the things where you're like, I see why you want to make the investment to try to see if you can, you know, craft him into being the next kicker who's here for 10, 12, 15 years. Like do it. Exactly. Again, it's now this now is the time to see. This is the the building here, quote unquote, for the pack. Definitely. You know, the reset. Yep. Reset. You want to you want to take this time, right? You want to take this time to build a foundation, which is what they're doing. And so going to need some patience. It's not going to be not going to be blowouts every week. Nope. But I'll definitely take a blowout in week one against the Bears. Uh, Every time. No no doubt about it. Uh, As as always, as usual, it has been an absolute joy talking Packers with you, Camille. Uh, We'll be back next week. In the meantime, remind the folks out there watching and listening where they can find your content here on this Internet. Yes. So every Tuesday, make sure you check out the Technical File Podcast, T-E-C-K-N-I-C-A-L, Technical File Podcast. We record live every Tuesday around 6.45, 7 p.m. Um, and then that episode goes live the following day on your favorite podcasting platforms. We discuss everything, mostly NFL, NBA, and some wrestling. We're some wrestling fans there as well. There you go. So, there you go. Uh, there's some crossover there and then uh locked on buck should be starting up soon. So once I have some more of those appearances, I'll definitely be uh, advertising them on here as well. Awesome. Uh, I love it. I love all your work. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll talk to you next week, Camille. For sure. Take care.